Before we start, I just got this letter from Satan and his lawyers, and it says, I disavow fully and wholly this movie and its portrayal of me. Its lack of creativity and originality do not reflect the actual ability of the father of lies to hatch intricate, imaginative, and terrifying plans to overtake souls and send them into the pits of hell. Regards, Lucifer. We watched Exorcist the Fallen, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. What's the matter, priest? Scared. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Todd Borkoven, and joining me as always is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I am awesome. Are you scared? I'm so scared. <laughs> and of course, we are joined uh, by Brian, the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian? Good. Mark's obviously doing awesome because uh, he's the only one who didn't watch I the whole movie. I didn't watch the whole movie. <laughs> he sheepishly confessed I've, moments I before, know. and I have never been more jealous or wished I was Mark <laughs> in my life. I, I watched a, probably a solid... 40, 45 minutes of it. Okay, well, uh, I, spoilers, you missed nothing interesting. <laughs> I have never... I don't know that I have seen a more literal by-the-basics numbers movie ever. Like, if you would just... Here's that you would hand somebody, here is an outline of what exorcism movies are. Clearly, you're supposed to fill it in to make it creative, but these are the beats that happen. And that's all that happens. Like a Mad Lib for (laughs) six-year-olds. So I think this movie uh, sets a new record for us. Um, It is the lowest ranked IMDb movie that we have watched on the show yet. Wow. So the low. That is saying something. So the list of the bottom 100 of IMDb at the bottom has a 2.1. This movie has a (laughs) 2.4. Holy cow, is that deserved? <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Uh, so I, I, the 40 minutes I did watch, I watched at 1.25 speed. <laughs> and yes. it exaggerated the terrible acting <laughs> that, and I, I literally, I couldn't watch it anymore. So does that mean you only watched like 32 minutes? <laughs> or, or like an hour Oh, because so you, it was you watched for 40 minutes. I watched for okay, 40 minutes. So okay, so that, that's Man. probably almost all the way to the end. Well, I watched uh. it the first time on Tubi because I didn't know this was on <laughs> YouTube. And so not only did I have to watch it in real time, I had to watch it with an ever-increasing amount of ads. Uh. That is the worst thing about that Tubi. I yeah. wish it would make more sense to do it the other way. You start big and then you have shorter and shorter ad breaks throughout. But they not only make well, they them get more you frequent. Hooked. They get you hooked. Uh. Now you can't abandon it's all math. I mean, they yeah. just have math. Not only is this movie on YouTube, but it's in uh, 1080p on YouTube yes. and wow. nobody cares. So this movie what came out in 2014? Yeah. Is that what this was? And oddly at the end it does not say Exorcist the Fallen it says Victoria's Exorcism, which must have been the original right. title. Right. And we were talking about I'm it kind of surprises me that Exorcist in a movie context is not a copyrighted term or trademark term. It's not? Well, I don't think so. How many, you were looking it up before, how many movies are called Exorcist right. something or other? Uh, Just like Of the Dead. Somebody, Jordan, you know, somebody's so mad that they didn't copyright that when, you know, in 1970 or whenever. Yeah, whatever, I mean, original. that is is really, because at first I was like, is there any connection to this and, and the original Exorcist? But no, there there is not at all. But we all. can tie this back to another Portland movie and say that, uh, let's see, the original Exorcist was based on a novel by William Friedkin, as was William the Pe- Yeah, William Peter Blatty. Oh, as and it was, was a Will, William Friedkin uh, director. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As was The Hunted Oh, wow. That's right. I totally forgot that William Freakin directed that movie. <laughs> I meant the author. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. To, and it is the story of a girl that gets possessed and everything that you would. Now, my question is, 
So there, uh, there's basically one family and and an extra friend, and that's the <laughs> entire cast of this movie. There's like five people, yeah, and um, who dies first, of course. And it's shown this whole family's living at home, but the the kids, the the brother, there's a brother and sister. How old are they supposed to be? Well, they say I think yeah, uh, twenty. Four. Okay. The so boy are, is 24. Right. Okay. And, and she's the little sister. Okay. So she's, she's a, still in college. Okay. Because they make jokes about her moving out after she graduates. That's right. Because he because is still in. they constantly are acting, well, A, like they are in love. B, yeah. like they are in junior high. And even when they get like with their friend, they are talking and behaving as if they are it's like 13 high school. years yeah. old. Yeah. And at one point they're like sneaking out of the house at night and they're like be quiet oh mom would be so mad we're up late i'm like you are an adult <laughs> like what <laughs> you aren't <laughs> what is happening here and they're all having dinner around the table together and dude, a lot of this movie is bad improv maybe maybe it was written for junior high like a cast of junior hires and <laughs> and they couldn't Deal with the the <laughs> under underage laws of they of couldn't follow act- the SAG rules for right. underage uh, underage actors. It's so like well, let's just we'll just change the age. It almost felt like that because I mean clearly The Exorcist had uh, Reagan, the little girl, and that was a little girl, right. and the this whole movie feels like it should be that, but they are adults, so and maybe all the dialogue, yeah. And she rolls her eyes all the time. And they're, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you called it Todd. The sexual tension between the brother and sister in this movie is. I mean, off well, yeah. The when charts. they sit at the dinner table, like that's what little sisters are for. I'm like, huh. <laughs> like you have clearly been like playing footsie under the table this entire time. <laughs> my favorite thing about one of the lines was like they're they're bickering back and forth at the very beginning. The very beginning. There's a there's a flash forward, I guess, that kind of frames the movie, but then it kind of goes back in time and three months earlier, three months earlier, and it's handheld um, video cam footage. And my first thought was like, oh, please do not yeah. be a found footage yes. movie. My thought too. Okay. <laughs> And they just had that terrible improv of like no one knows. I got my new camera. Oh, you're cool. What man. am I supposed to do? Oh, your car oh. sucks. Uh, and it's just and it goes on for so long. But there's like one of the comebacks, and I forget the setup line, but was like you're the other way around. <laughs> I think you know, I missed that. Uh, no, I I remember. It that. was like that you know, I know my I know my way around or something like that. She's like, you, you know your way. You're the other way around. And even the movie was like, oh, good comeback. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough for you to say, hey, look how shitty my writing is <laughs> by Let's calling call it out, out. <laughs> instead of writing something better. Should we? Take a high level look at this movie. Like, what? What's the big picture plot? Why don't you tell us the big picture plot? So, so there's you a can fam- literally fill in the gaps. There's a family. Even, there's yeah. a girl, and uh, they Victoria. I they, believe her name Vic, is Vicky. Vicky. Uh, Vic, and uh, she, uh, I thought, like momentarily, they play with a Ouija board. Do, do they ever touch the Ouija board again? No, just that one. They scene. ask. The worst questions of a Ouija board. Did you guys yeah. look at that Ouija board? No. It was it, just an alphabet. Yeah. I, there was I, no I, yes, no, no, there's no numbers, no anything else. There's no symbols on it. It was just like a piece of cardboard. So they, I, I think they what they did the, was they found that image on deviant art and then they just printed it. <laughs> and then that was the I Ouija wonder board. if you have to pay rights to use the I mean, because it is a oh, Milton Bradley Milton Bra- game. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. Uh, Maybe. I mean, but you can, yeah, yeah, it needs to be more than an alphabet. <laughs> so, and so Vic, uh, they, they play with the Ouija board and they ask the non Ouija board questions. What's Vic's middle name? And, and she was making such a big stink about it, not wanting. <gasps> Don't tell me. And then they start a N. No, no. And, and the brother, you know, they've got three hand, three people with hands on the Ouija board, which isn't how you do it anyway. And, and the two guys are like, well, you were pushing it. You, how did you even know her middle name? I wasn't pushing it. Anymore. I wasn't pushing it. Oh, whatever. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And so they ask like two dumb questions 
how many boyfriends is you know, how many people yeah, has yeah. he kissed or whatever and then <laughs> and then apparently that was the gateway to uh to possess being possessed because it, i think what we eventually understand is that the name of the spirit the um, evil spirit haunting her is named a, a, annabelle <laughs> something like that a bed a bed on abaddon a hard on <laughs> abaddon which i meant to look up because they claim it's from the book is, of revelation is that her middle name maybe? and i think that is her middle name because they start with a b and then she freaks out and then they never finish because yeah. like nobody knows a middle name and i think that might be beetlejuice <laughs> yes welcome special guest abaddon <laughs> <laughs> thank you I, thank you for having me <laughs> So yeah, I think that's what we're meant to believe, but there is nothing, nothing happens mystically with the Ouija board. Everybody, all three of them seem to be affected the same way. There's no like, there's no mechanism that we're seeing her being possessed, but we just understand that. that Later that night, she is found in the kitchen by the brother uh, who's creeping around in the middle of the night. And hoping to see her walk around in her underwear. She's, she's <laughs> muttering, uh, I, I'm going to die. At one point she said, her name is Victoria and she's going to die. And I was like, I, <laughs> okay. Eventually we learned that her grandfather was in a Satan worshiping cult. Oh yeah. That tried to unleash demons onto the earth for some reason right right but why would they uh, do we learn why she was given that middle name no nor are we even told is that the grand is that the grandfather's name or is that just a name the grandfather con like we're not told anything more than what we just told you probably in a worse expositional way in the movie um so yeah and then you go, how oh, she speaks weird, and then she moves her neck funny, and then she says creepy things like a little girl, and then the end. Neat. <laughs> Except, I will say, this movie had something that I think just astonished me, and I kind it, of, well, choosing the words pr- this, properly. This movie had something that I have never seen in any film before, ever. Okay, maybe we're talking about the same Thanks. thing, and that is hand celled animation yes. for like the special demon effects. aspect and special effects. It was like rotoscope. Yes. This is 2014. It, it was like bizarre. there are plugins. But, but there were, it, it, did you catch when it started in the movie? So did it start with the sandwich? Yes. <laughs> I had to watch that like five <laughs> times because my eyes would not believe what I was seeing. They, it was a dark scene, and I think they wanted to. They they filmed it, and then they were like, "Oh man, it's a little bit dark. You can't really see the tomatoes on the sandwich." Well, let's just rotoscope the tomatoes. They're like out of nowhere. There's this jerky animation that doesn't track very well, and it's the, like shiny and weird. Yeah, and doesn't the whole look scene like... is dark, and then there's these bright jerky tomatoes floating on the sandwich. <laughs> what? And then every time you see that her pupils are red when she's possessed, it is literally, like you said, they are rotoscoping frame by frame badly, like hand-drawn red eyes. Yeah, and they do that with the blood on her face, And there is a point, yes, and there's a point where they all rush into the room because she's acting crazy or whatever, and she's like hunched over eating something in bed, and so she's got... Draw, animated blood all over her face, animated irises in her eye or eye um, pupils in her eye ob, easy <laughs> eyeballs, and then they show her hands full of like a hand. It's something hand drawn in red, and then over it is like literally just scribbles. scribbles. Yep, it's not like it, it's it's baffling. Mark, did you see this part? No, I did not. So the it animator out, gets it turns her out own that, credit at the beginning. By yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. So it turns out that I only watched twenty two and a half minutes of, of the movie <laughs> at high speed. So I really only watched. Okay, it for Mark, like it's coming. Minutes. Here comes Mark. Okay. There it is, oh, right there. It's you, yep. what was that? That, that was a tomato. See, that was a no. tomato. That was a tomato, Mark. Mark, that was tomato. See? No. Yes. 
Here comes the tomato. Oh, the it's tomato, too dark. The, oh, uh, that's how they save the So picture. go find, there's a scrub forward. Your punishment this episode, Mark, is to, for, to okay. scrub through this movie. Well, and the, there's a scene where she's in bed. She's in bed and the whole family rushes in. It's like maybe well, halfway, three quarter of the way through. And she's eating something. Okay. The next scene when there's rotoscoping, though, is when she's doing the dishes uh, from that sandwich that she makes. And then as she's scraping out the pot or something, there's like something yellow in the pot that gets rotoscoped. It's almost like pasta. And see, it's not like it's not like though the tomato was or the pasta was important. No, it's, it's not it's, like that's it, it an was, element that comes back. It was just simply a random thing. Right. It's, and I, I'm saying it's because they shot it. It was too dark and you couldn't tell what she was doing. And they're like, oh, we need to show what she's doing. So let's just make sure people see the tomatoes. That is crazy. I know. And I want to call it a stylistic choice, but... I don't think it was. It had, it had to be like it. Oh, oh, because, stylistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it uh, because I mean, but then we get to the point where when filmmaking. when they are stabbing people totally. or when there's blood on their face, it is hand drawn animated blood. But that has to be a choice because like everybody could make fake blood. That's not like a budgetary thing. In fact, it was it would be way more expensive to rotoscope blood onto somebody's face. So do you think in their head that's the stylistic thing that is elevating this over something? No. But then there's not enough no. of it for it I'll, to be a thing. I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly why, Todd. Uh, so I did a little bit of homework on the company <gasps> that released this film. Okay. And it was released by WildEyeReleasing.com. Okay. And my theory is that this movie was purchased by Wild Eye Releasing and, and they are the ones that watched it and added the special effects after the fact. Interesting. Or maybe it was unfinished. Maybe. Or well, they just... But like, why would you make a movie, an exorcism movie, where your eventual plan is to animate blood on people's faces okay, instead I, of using that in... I'll tell you why right now, Todd. <laughs> I'm on their website, Wild Eye Releasing, and uh, they have a catalog of about 100 films that they've released. One of the films they've released is The Amazing Bulk. Do you remember oh, The Amazing Bulk? My, I wondered why you had that page open. I was like, oh, Brian's looking up something with The Incredible Bulk. Wow. So explain The Amazing Bulk for those people who do not subscribe to Red Letter <laughs> on YouTube. I've, I've never Never it's the ama- is it the amazing bulk or the, it's the amazing bulk? the amazing bulk is a incredible hulk uh knockoff movie done for like $12 almost all <laughs> against a green screen background to the point where like when the two leads are running down the street they're running in place and the background green screen animation is moving it's bird dimmick level special effects a- exactly and then there's yeah there's an incredible bulk monster you know, a, a Hulk type thing that comes. And it is, it is the worst thing <laughs> that you've ever seen until I've seen this. Right. Because like, at least the incredible bulk or whatever that was like, I'm attempt, we're attempting to create a monster. Like there's a level of, we had to do something as opposed to animating blood on someone's face for no reason and whatever it's eating. And like I said, animated blood is one thing there were some there were some shots where it went fast enough that like it 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 read just fine but there's the part where she's eating that thing and is animated and then scribbled over like how you would denote action in like a comic strip with like action lines and it doesn't make any sense at all so i'm looking at the catalog and right above the amazing bulk this is hilarious there's a movie called paranormal sex tape and yes. at, at the top it says based on a true story <laughs> no <laughs> well you know what this i think if i i might have looked it up on justwatch.com because that's where i figure out where th- things are streaming where yeah and i think on that page this was listed as a comedy horror yeah comedy horror it's uh, on imdb as comedy oh maybe horror. that's where i saw it but that's it, a lie there's clearly nothing <laughs> more, that was intentional. we need maury povich to come in here <laughs> that has found out to, to be a lie <laughs> so uh wild eye releasing also released uh night of the living a movie called night of the living dead reanimated where they rotoscoped the original night of the living dead and called it an animated feature <laughs> no yeah but see, that's an idea. That's an idea. You know what I mean? And there wasn't enough of this weird animation in this 
to justify it being a stylistic choice either. I which think they is just so saw crazy. some glaring places where they needed more blood. Or, or, or maybe there's a tech, like an editor, who he, like, all he knows how to do is rotoscope. And he's like, he started this company. Totally. And so he's in the basement on the weekend doing this, the editing. And he's like, you know, you really can't really see that it's a sandwich. Yeah. So or maybe I'm a, going to the blood isn't this. reading is I'm going to enhance this. I think I totally think this is a rogue the tomato? individual. The tomato doesn't make any sense. She is clearly making a sandwich. Although in that scene. But you couldn't tell it was a tomato unless it was rotoscoped. It was that dark. <laughs> we now if she was killed, I thought it was going to be like either those tomatoes are somehow infected with the <laughs> evil spirit or she'll like. That's a premonition. She is going to come back and slip on the tomato and that's going to be like the final destination thing that like kills her or whatever. But none of that is, is the case at all. <laughs> um, let's uh, can we play some audio from the movie? Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go to 16 minutes. Um, so I, oh, I can, I'm not uh, plugged in. I can do that. Okay. Yeah, you can. Todd's going to play us uh, some audio starting at 16 minutes. This was the other um, shockingly uh, weird movie editing uh, thing that I noticed. It's when, so what happens here is that we're going to have about five seconds of uh, the movie with regular audio, and then all of the background uh, noises and the music just cuts out, but the dialogue track keeps going. So it's like they're they're suddenly in a vacuum talking. Um, <laughs> okay, let's try it here. They're Foley artists just. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is, actually. I got it uh, this is the Ouija a while board. ago. Never, never used it before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that you went too far. It. Right at 16. Oh, right at 16. Sorry, I was at 1610. I'd love to ask your grandfather more about what it was like to be a part of something like that. Thank you. Dude, is this what I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, actually. I got it uh, a while ago. Never, never used it before. See? Actually, yeah, that's just the, the tape just ended and it's just there flapping at the end of its reel. <laughs> um, there was, I will, I will say some nice things about this movie. Okay. Okay. Um, after, after I wrote in all screaming caps, why is this all hand animated? <laughs> and that was right after the tomato part was she works at the uh, sunset athletic club, which was kind enough to, uh, do an establishing shot with a sign outside. So I, I think they did. I appreciated in, that. Yeah, I think they did, uh, the internal, uh, I think so too. Yeah. So she's like, uh, she works in the kitchen there in the back kitchen and it's at the end of her shift. And she was doing some stuff and like hung up her apron and shuts off all the lights and then starts doing the dishes that she's fully in the dark when she makes that sandwich. And when she's doing the dishes and she gets scared by that noise and runs outside to the lobby where there's a guy sitting there also completely in the dark, like the lights are off. There's no other light there. I'm like, no, the lighting what? in this movie is atrocious uh and that's when so but i uh, going back to things that are good there was a part where um they go her and her brother go into the baseball field after they think they're going to get in trouble for staying up late and the girl gets knocked down and then dragged away which was a really good effect she was okay. like literally just dragged across the field that i couldn't see any contraptions or whatever it was just a really well done like quick grab grab you know yeah that was decent screen. um so okay. that was decent okay I'll, I'll say something nice about this movie it okay. may have been unintentional um but i thought that the special effects on the demon in the field were so bad that it became creepy. That is a good point because when they, she is looking out the window, her house overlooks a baseball field or a community field or something like that. And it's right when she gets possessed and she looks out there. And this is kind of before I realized all of this hand animation stuff. It's fairly early in the movie. Yeah. And she sees just some sort of weird black shape that's sort of like in the distance in the field and i was like "Ooh, that's kind of creepy because it was kind of liquidy and it would kind of move not like human or yeah. like it wasn't human shape it reminded me of something out of the like the babadook i don't know if you saw that movie totally yeah. totally and i was like "Ooh, that's kind of cool we're gonna get something different and then they later she's like no there was a person in the field and i was like 
oh, that was just supposed to be a person. person. <laughs> it was so terribly done. Yeah. And it was such a weird effect because we hadn't gotten used to that weird animation thing yet. Yep. Um, okay. There was something else good. Oh, I liked. So at the very end, um, after she gets exercised and, you know, um, everything is back oh. to normal. She had killed her brother in the final scene. Spoilers, Mark. Uh, the, the brother does what? die in the last what? scene. Um, she, there's a memorial service for the brother at their house, and she kind of is walking down the stairs, and everybody at the memorial service like looks at her. And I was like, oh, that's a really interesting idea because technically she killed the brother, but while she was possessed by the demon, you never really see like, what is the aftermath of this crazy experience after someone is no, and, but that lasted for like t- five seconds and then <laughs> it was over. Um, she also sometimes seems to have superhuman strength, but then also be able to be held back by someone like lightly holding her elbows back because like she full on picks up the priest and throws him across the room after like descending from a vaulted ceiling and then the brother's like hey you and like just grabs her by the cuff of the jacket (laughs) or like when she was um tied to the fence with uh i I, sorry not tied but there was a thin white string loosely wrapped around her wrist silly string around her wrists yes and then she kept it's so funny because like it's one thing to be like loosely tied but like she fully comes out of it and the length of rope is like it's a foot long yeah it's not even like a big long thing that yeah that was really funny There was one point where the brother and sister are talking and it must be at breakfast or something like that. And I think she's eating a bowl of cereal and is maybe done with it. The brother like takes like he's going to clear the table and takes this full bowl of cereal that doesn't appear to have milk in it. Just just right. And just like puts it in the sink. Yes, I saw that. It like, was, what are you planning on doing with that? Like yeah, just it was like running, sugar crisp. <laughs> yeah, just set the whole full bowl of cereal inside the sink. Well, speaking of food in this movie during the dinner scene, I don't know if you're paying attention to their the, eating the linguine and clams. But, you know, I, I they probably had to do 10 takes of that scene or something. And they were probably getting sick of eating. So everybody was just like picking and playing at their food. No one was actually eating. And then eventually they take a bite and it was just one noodle. (laughs) I noticed that and I wrote down that she was taking the tiniest sips of water of all time. Probably for that reason, but also for continuity, because then your glass is going to be all full in different stages. But I, oh yeah, I hear so many, so many horror stories from actors being like, I thought it'd be fun to like, Funny to eat, you just scarf down pie in this scene, and then you have to do it 40 times, and you're like spitting it into a bucket, and it's like all terrible. But yeah, their tiny, tiny <laughs> amounts of food was really funny. When she finds the Ouija board, she goes, um, and she, they're deciding if they want to play for it. She's like, come on, how often can you say you've played with the Ouija board? I'm like, probably quite often. It's like sold at the store. It's not like you're not playing with an artifact. <laughs> Um, I, I did have a thought. Uh, I, I should have brought this up when we were talking about how dark the movie was. But while watching it, I, I had a, a theory on why this movie was so needlessly dark. Maybe they were shooting it like in everyone's spare time. And like the only times they could get together were in the evening or at night. <laughs> but it wasn't to me like that. Even that scene in the uh, Sunset Athletic Club where it is clear that they the lights are just off. There's no like ambient bounce to like right. kind of make no. it is. These people are just, and you, In the I dark. think you see her turn the light off, <laughs> like as if she's going to go home, but then she starts washing dishes. And then her coworker comes up to tell us all about his dating life or whatever for five minutes and just never appears in the movie again. So I don't understand why we needed his whole backstory. Um, Mark's looking at the Ouija board right yeah, now. It, and oh. it's, it's not, it is just an alphabet. It's, it's the alphabet and the the huge word goodbye, <laughs> which the, you use once as a like right, click. What, I'm hanging up the you, phone. You couldn't like the the. There's a word for the the pentacle plank heart plank, or something plank, yeah. like that. Uh, the witches. Uh, oh, because we're gonna have witches all over us. <laughs> no, when I get that one right. Sorry, the planchette um, can't like it doesn't go to goodbye. It's it's 
each letter is as big as all of the letters and you know and so they would have to spell out goodbye one letter at a time <laughs> g oh <laughs> but it's just all in one line it's nice it's nice for them because then they just go across the bottom of the board they don't have to move around a whole lot easy for the demon <laughs> i did oh here's another thing i liked so the mom so as it becomes evidence to the brother that vicky is possessed and doing weird things they are both nervous to talk to their parents because their parents are very anti-religion anti this and so the kids are like well we can't talk to them about it and especially mom because we don't know why but mom's just very anti-religion and so they're kind of doing this stuff behind mom's back but there's a point where the mom like goes downstairs and this is after like both the, the brother has 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 said concerns for his sister's health and the sister is just sitting there and doing another thing that all of these movies post ring have to do which is a long-haired girl sitting there with the hair over the face which is something that i guess is just contractually right. obligated for every movie um and, and like talking to the mom, well, the mom overhears her talking. It's like, oh, who are you talking to, Vicky? And she's like, hello, mommy. Nothing's wrong down here. And the mom's like, oh, all right. And like walks away. I'm like, what? How disconnected do you have to be as a parent that you are not like? And her the mom's answer was like, well, we're not going to a priest. We're going to go to the hospital, which is super reasonable. And everybody in the movie's like, no, no hospitals for her. I'm like, well, let's start there maybe. But yeah, that mom. So after after that basement encounter, then the mom goes back upstairs and does that, that movie thing where the mom opens the fridge and you're looking kind of into the door of the fridge so that when the mom closes it, you see someone standing behind it. And it was that daughter again being like, oh, I don't know why she's speaking in, a, in, in like a chimney sweep. But Hello, mom. Well, it was because she was like using creepily proper English. Like a yeah, yeah. What uh, timestamp is that, Mark? Uh, that is uh, 38, 38 minutes. 38 minutes. So yeah, we'll give we'll give a little taste of that. Because there is a moment I like after that. So let's see. Oh my God, honey. You scared the hell out of me. She goes into the fridge. And she's white as a sheet and like sweaty and sunken eyes and... Victoria. Are you all right? Yes, Mom. I'm fine. Just tired. So acting crazy, and then, but this part I like, she just gulps a huge glass of water just all at once, which I thought, ooh, that's kind of like little, that little touch. I was like, fine. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a scene where they were, the brother and sister were uh, trying to find something to do or just driving around. And they're like, oh, let's go say hi to mark and then oh hi mark yeah oh. exactly i was wondering like watching that I, like on cue my brain is just like let's go say hi to mark oh hi mark I totally missed that is that what yeah so there is there is the brother and sister and the mom and dad and there's this uh the brother and sister's friend um who has the ouija board and he doesn't seem to have any consequences for playing with a Ouija. like no nothing happens to anyone else which is the confusing part we don't understand they didn't really need him as a character he did nothing well we needed him to die first because he is black right <laughs> so but at one point they all like meet up at the club or whatever and they like all stumble onto the porch question mark of this clearly abandoned building that they're shooting in front of because like the <laughs> the windows are boarded up and there's like plywood on the ceiling and there's like weeds in the parking lot and it's like completely empty and not lit but they like put a bouncer guy at the door to like make it seem like it was a club <laughs> but they have a whole yeah they have a whole conversation out there which is the friend is drunk and is like, oh, I don't want to go hit on that other girl because she wants a relationship. You know, it's that whole very early 2000s things of like, I'm not hitting it if she wants a relationship and blah, blah, blah. But he's clearly drunk and not wanting to go hit on this girl. And the brother and sister like 
force him to go hit on this girl as a drug person. They're like, no, no, you'll be fine. Just, well, they, just they, don't be irresponsible in your drunken stupor. They, they were like asking him, well, what are you going to do to her? What? He's like, oh, I'm going to take her back to my place. And, you know, that's a mighty booty. I'm going to yeah. smack that around. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all like the improv stuff. So it was just painful. <laughs> and like so. there was no snap to the dot like awkward pauses in between all the sentences and then there were like some really awkward masturbation jokes oh you mentioned the one that you were hoping i put at the beginning of the the show (laughs) that was unintentional but Uh, i mean there were intentional awkward masturbation jokes there and that's why like the sexual tension was always there even without that extra friend there which was so creepy the way that they were treating each other. There was another part that I thought was kind of creepy and gross and unnecessarily that I wanted to unsee at the end where she's clearly possessed and the dad walks up to her and is like, Oh, what is wrong with you? And she licks the dad's neck. Right. And then says, I'm trying to fuck you, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> That was not great. What is she eating? <laughs> oh yeah, that was another See, scene. That's it. Mark. See, and it's like scribbled over. Yeah. Is it pizza? Is it a heart? Is it like what is it? We didn't see her like catch a mouse or there's like an animal or anything like that. It I, is just something in her hands. I watched that several times trying to figure out what it was too, and I got nothing. But I I mean, there has to be a story behind the rotoscope scoping. Brain, maybe? But what, now that you pause it, it looks like it's it's made of tiny stained glass windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? Supposed to be a on, so that's not helping. Brain? Teeth? <laughs> it's, it looks to be heart shaped, and I think maybe that's like supposed to be reflecting the light. I vote brain. Oh, brain! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that, I guess that would make sense with all the <laughs> with all the knobs. Oh, War Games is coming up. Oops. Oh shoot! Can we Oops. watch more games? Much better movie. So yeah, uh, I, all these decisions very baffling. Th- and there was one scene uh, again when the brother and sister were going out to have some fun together, like going out on a date. Yes, and they they wanted to see a movie, and then they show them in the car coming home, and the brother's all upset, and uh, she's like, "Why are you so upset?" And he's like, "They were out of everything." And it, <laughs> wait, this is. 2014 like were they going to the video store yes because the, at yeah. dinner they're like so what are we going to do for our date night <laughs> or whatever and she's like you always pick scary movies i want something fun and romantic or whatever and so i'm going to go pick this time so it was insane you drive yeah which i did notice that but when they drove in this movie they were really driving like and it wasn't a situation oh, yeah. where they're on a trailer being yeah. pulled i'm like they are just full-on driving with like movie lights shining into their faces yeah right we're, so, uh, well, let's talk, I guess, some locations. Yeah. There was the Sunset Athletic Club. There was a church. There was a Holy Trinity Church, which was in, named in the credits, thankfully. Yep, in Beaverton. Um, I got the actual address of the house. Yes, it is 11151, but I don't have a street name. 11151 <gasps> Northwest Malia Lane. Malia? M-A-L-I-A. M-A-L-I-A. Wow. I'm doing Todd's work for I him guess. here. Yeah, well, you, I did write down their license plate number, which is oh, also prominently featured in this movie. D-R-O-M-Z-Z. Yes, I was like, does that... Does that mean something? Like to the movie, I was trying to figure out if it was like that was if it that was the name of the spirit or something. That one 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 five one Northwest Malia Lane. Yes, that you got it, Mark. So I wonder that, Um, and it seems clear that they shot inside that house too. So I'm guessing the field is behind there too. It is if you look at a map. Um, So if if you uh, uh, that was easy. Yep. Thank you. Uh, you know how I got that? Did you? Wh- how? Well, I saw the one 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 five one. I was like, that is such a weird address number. Yeah. I bet that if I just zoom into the map to a general Portland area and type in one 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 five one, then it would autofill the rest, and that's exactly what happened. I have done that several times. Oh, because nice. Because in a lot of these movies, I'm you see their house number or mm-hmm. whatever. I do. That's a good tip though, because I usually have too broad of a range, and then there's a lot of the numbers. But ooh, that's a pro tip for yeah stalking people and or. 
or finding filming <laughs> locations for Exorcist the Fallen, a.k.a. Victoria's Exorcism. Let's go show up to the house, knock on the door, and ask if we can have a tour of the house from Exorcist <laughs> if we the can Fallen. Have a, if we can have a seance there. <laughs> I bet you we will find the, uh, the filmmaker living with his parents in that house. The filmmaker who does appear in this movie as the doctor, oh, who yeah. says he's all out of options and that there's nothing wrong with the woman bleeding from the face <laughs> that was admitted um the guy in this movie looked like a mix of jake gyllenhaal and the guy tj knight who was on uh gray's anatomy when it first came on a long time ago oh, okay and then the girl kind of looks like a, a low budget bargain and hathaway a little i bit. thought that he looked like theon Greyjoy. Who's that? Mm. Uh, Game oh, of Thrones. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, a cross between Theon and, See and the Jake guy with the bad haircut? <laughs> There's all like of the them skinny, have bad That's true. He's, it's a skinny white boy on that show that looks young. That looks has not a that terrible one. haircut. Okay. He's, he was his arch nemesis in that oh, show. Oh, okay. Everyone, everyone on those shows looks like they need to take a bath, and so I can't handle watching because <laughs> it makes me feel sticky. Um, boy, so is... I mean, I just wish there was some element of this movie that was subversive to what you would expect, not just what you would expect. Like I said, it's almost like the beginner's template of what this is. I mean, there's no hook to the story. There's no... I think we're left with the question, why was this movie made? <laughs> why was this done to us? And I think this movie was done specifically in hopes that some company like Wild Eye Releasing would buy it and throw it into the five ninety nine DVD bin at Walmart. And uh, I looked it up and sure enough, it's available for nine ninety nine uh, on Walmart.com. Nine ninety nine. Can you imagine paying ten dollars for this? I would be livid. Yes. <laughs> so has this has this director? I, I think I remember looking him up and it doesn't seem like he's done much else. He's done a couple other films that are uh, from Portland, uh, including one that's oh, on really? our list called Spunk's Not Dead. Huh. Well, that um, at least sounds interesting. And it's about, I think. Uh, it's an anthology story about horror stories based around cum. <laughs> Spunk's not dead. Oh, that sounds interesting, Todd. <laughs> I think I just killed Todd. You definitely did. <laughs> because Hi, as Mrs. you were saying, <laughs> as you were saying that, like at what you you said the title, which didn't come across, <laughs> notice, so to speak, come across. <laughs> Didn't hit me as as anything, and so and in my head, I'm thinking, oh shoot, this is another one of those things where, because it's a local thing, he's gonna listen to this podcast. I've been being <laughs> mean to him. I should be more kind with my words. <laughs> and you're saying, and then I'm <laughs> revolving around come. So, <laughs> I guess that ship has sailed. We're not uh, making this stuff up, folks. Wow, uh, it exists. A sequel to Slapped over there. I know. <laughs> a new drug is taking over the streets, coating them in blood, vomit, and other less savory fluids. I, the six eye-popping stories in this anthology reveal the truth six. about the new white menace. <laughs> Why didn't we watch that one? I do really think I just broke. <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing. (laughs) It takes a lot. Like when I make my silly little YouTube videos that are five minutes long, it takes a lot of time. They're not good. They're not whatever. It just takes a lot of time, energy, dedication. I cannot imagine setting aside eight months, a year, two years to dedicate my life to six stories, the horror stories based around come. I mean, that is your life for a while. It's not like we're in this room right now and we're never going to think about it again. This would be if all three of us got together for the next eight months to talk about that. Uh, let's that's see. the real horror story like maybe that's the meta <laughs> the meta textual horror of this movie is that he keeps somehow getting money to do this 
I'm just checking to see. Oh, it is. Uh, Spunk's not dead. The DVD is available from Walmart. Oh, uh, is it at Movie Madness? Oh. We're going there later this afternoon. I would almost shame on them. <laughs> shame on Movie Madness if they have this. <laughs> shame on them for having it or for not having it? For having it. Oh. <laughs> they have to draw the line somewhere. No. <laughs> John Waters, it's divine good. eating poop is, is uh, fine. <laughs> but spunk the That's movie. That's where we draw the line. Whatever it is. Portland, Humanity there, has, is to, trailer? has to draw the line somewhere. So is that going to be our next film? <sighs> yes. <laughs> it has okay. to be right. Uh, Movie Madness does have <gasps> Spunk's Not Dead exclusive Spunked Not Not Spunk's Not Dead trailer. Whoa! Uh, it is under the cult horror uh, category at Movie Madness. Wow! I do not want to rent it because then I'll have to come back and return it later. <laughs> well, you can just put it through the slot. <laughs> that's what the, that's the title, the slogan of the movie. <laughs> put it through the slot. Uh, I I am resentful of this movie that there is not even enough in it to talk about it for more than forty five minutes. So the well, let's talk about this. The other thing we talked about how. Having hair is Mark over there watching Spunk the movie. The the trailer, yeah. Should we just yeah, should we just take a moment here? Seriously. <sighs> oh my god. Oh my god. They're smoking spunk. I mean they got people to be involved in this. I can't get someone to hold a camera for me making a YouTube video. The cinematography doesn't look terrible. I mean, it doesn't. Was that the same actress? Maybe. Yes. I. It is shot well. I almost don't want to spoil anymore. <laughs> All right. Quote. I don't know how I feel about that because Com- compared to this movie, especially the cinematography and lighting seemed fairly well done. Are- and cut. Well, you can edit this out. Okay. Apparently Piper got out of the yard. Oh. So, okay. Oh, do you have to go attend to that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, thank God uh, there's like a real life emergency we had to attend to to, <laughs> to distract us horror. from talking about this movie. Um, so the tagline uh, appears yeah. to be "Only you can stop it from spreading," but that that doesn't even make sense as far as a pun. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we'll have to think long and hard about Spunk, I guess, <laughs> and if we're going to. <laughs> I mean, what a wild, so maybe this was, because clearly we have not seen that movie yet, but like we said, it seems to be shot and at least lit well, whereas this one is not. I wonder if this was a, shit, let's just make, like you said, let's just make this by the numbers movie quick. We'll ship it out there. Someone will buy it. We'll have money for our next movie, which is the only thing that would explain like the abject laziness of what this story is. It's all in service of Spunk's not dead. <laughs> the product, the real, the real lifelong dream, the, the passion project. The product page uh, on Walmart for Exorcist: The Fallen uh, on the DVD. It does have it does have a warning that says this product can expose you to some chemicals, which is known to the state of California <laughs> to cause cancer. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the pull quote for this movie. This movie causes cancer. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so would you recommend it? <laughs> it is free on YouTube. I would say it's almost worth where, uh, what's the timestamp of that heart eating or the tomato or the tomato? I would, yeah, I would scrub through it just to see it's even hard. It's so yeah, done. If so f- if you're interested in, in the process of filmmaking, of like, it, yes. Yeah. This and movie offered like, something you want to see like things done weirdly citizen kane if you want to see something exorcist the fallen never seen on film before kurosawa this this guy (laughs) this guy oh man well this movie i guess does not deserve 
deserve a full hour, perhaps. Is this worse than slapped? Ooh. Yes. I don't know. I have a feeling the real question is going to be, is spunked worse than slapped? Yeah. Because slapped, I think think we all agree, because it was so punitively bad. Right. Like, this is lazy and Mm. bad because it's cheap and lazy. Whereas slapped was like, I felt offended, oh, oppressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slapped was a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, is it, are we doing spunked uh, spunk for next month? I think we have to. Okay. I think we have to, which I am not going to be thankful for in Thanksgiving because <laughs> that's about a month from now. So, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of yeah. the future, are there anything for uh, the Unipiper to uh, that are coming up? Um, no. (laughs) We're all tuckered out from the retro gaming convention. That was fun. Where neither of us got COVID. Which was... Somehow. There were like 6,000 people there. Yeah. That and then there are little uh, candidates gone wild too thing with all the... Oh, yeah. It was interesting because the retro gaming convention, I would say about half-ish the people there, at least half the vendors. More than I expected. Um, and then we went to that upper crust liberal enclave of the Willamette Week candidates gone wild thing. And like no, no one was masks. masks, which was really interesting. I, I, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Didn't catch COVID there either. So that's good. Mm. Mark, anything coming up for you? Nope. <laughs> What's exciting? <laughs> Getting ready for the holidays here with uh, Spunk. With Spunk. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to scrub through Exorcist the Fallen, it is totally worth finding finding that the place where she is eating out the scribbled it's not hearts called spunked, or though. I, we're just i'm just blending that with slap with slap what spunked. is it called it's spunked, spunked's not, not dead, dead. Oh. Spunked. Spunked. <laughs> that's the name of our next movie that's coming, that's <laughs> coming soon all right Aww. well yes thank you for listening we are on the fun employment radio network so be sure to listen to them there on um the air every day send them our apologies send them our apologies uh <laughs> for being affiliated with us in any way um yeah. Other than that, I'll listen to the Market Podcast uh, infrequently, but occasionally uh, coming to a podcast uh, catcher near you. So uh, do that. Otherwise, we'll I guess we'll see what's um, over the credits of this movie. We will see you guys later. Bye bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was the only scare we've gotten out of this movie ever. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Gosh, my, I like know. <laughs> they just held a microphone up to Mark's water heater. <laughs> Inside joke. Nick can't hear this credit sequence. <laughs> That's enough.